Hello, everyone. I'm Jillian. And I'm Sophia. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Offscreen, the show where two Armenian women discuss the intersectionality of social issues and media. Jillian is a film and TV enthusiast and critic. She started Offscreen as a blog and platform to shed light on new genres, cultures, and creators. Sophia is a musician, and she's always on the lookout for under-the-radar artists and ideas. I met her in 2019 volunteering, and we connected through our shared curiosity and passion for exploration. Our heritage, alongside our international affairs major, influences our story selection and the way we approach them when we share them with you. Our goal is to have important conversations that unravel misunderstood perspectives in music, television, film, and everything in between. We've mentioned before on the show how film is the best way to see the world through the eyes of another person, another culture, background, or experience through their authentic lens and through their eyes. It's a very special medium in that regard and gives us the opportunity to really step into someone else's shoes and into someone else's world. In this episode, we'll be touching on that topic again and exploring our Armenian identity through film, beyond the stories of tragedy we've heard and retold over the last hundred years, highlighting the aspects of Armenian identity and culture that are so dynamic and beautiful. For this installment of our Armenian History Month celebration, we'll be discussing the work of three Armenian filmmakers with three different perspectives and backgrounds. First, Nare Makurchan, an Armenian documentary filmmaker from Los Angeles, whose 2016 film The Other Side of Home was shortlisted at the Oscars. Next, Oksana Mirzoyan, a Detroit-based filmmaker born in Baku, Azerbaijan, who makes poetic films, including the film 140 Drums, which took home the top prize at the Izmir Film Festival in Turkey for Best International Short Film, and Jivan Avatisian, a filmmaker from Artsakh whose films often deal with some aspect of Artsakh history and culture, and his first feature film, Tivani, has been recognized in over 20 international film festivals, claiming over 20 awards, including Best Feature Film. We have a very special guest joining us today on the show. Armen Karaoglanian of the Armenian Film Society. Armen is the founder of Armenian Film Society, a nonprofit organization dedicated to shining a spotlight on Armenian films and filmmakers. Armen is a graduate of the University of Southern California's School of Cinematic Arts and has an extensive background in film and marketing. In his career, he's been featured on the Criterion Collection, Movie, IndieWire, Filmmaker Magazine, Hype Beast, and more. We're so excited to have him on the show this week. Hello. Hi, Sophia. How are you, Jillian? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. I'm so excited, which I say every episode, but I'm so excited to be speaking with you today and to be having our guest. We have a really exciting guest here with us today. We're going to be diving into film and how it relates to Armenian culture and Armenian identity and we have with us Armen Karovlanyan. Thank you so much. You started the Armenian Film Society, and we've both been following your Instagram page for a while. That's how we got connected with you. Yeah, do you want to speak a little bit more about what you do and what the Armenian Film Society is? Sure, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've been following your guys' work for a very long time, and I love what you're doing. So I'm excited to be here, and thank you for having me. My wife, Mary, and I started Armenian Film Society in 2015. The reason for starting the organization was because we felt that there wasn't a space to discuss um, Armenian films and filmmakers, both, both past and present, and we wanted to fill that void. So the organization really just spotlights um, uh, Armenian films and filmmakers 
by sharing more of their work. Um, we use social media and specifically Instagram to highlight all of the great contributions Armenians have made in film and entertainment. And we also have um, events of all types, screenings, Q and A's, panels, workshops, lectures, where we uh, connect the Armenian community and beyond to all of these different types of artists and have their films seen and have conversations with filmmakers about all the films um, and projects that they're working on. Yeah, I love seeing um, your posts because I, I get introduced to so many new creatives and new works that I haven't heard of within the community and also seeing um, Armenians who are involved in a lot of popular work in the mainstream and seeing that representation there is always great. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of us would, you know, stick around after movie credit, you know, movies during the credits and watch um, them to see if we could spot an Armenian last name. And, you know, for a long time, I thought I was the only one until I started talking to other people and realized that many Armenians did that because we're incredibly proud of who we are. And we get really excited. It feels like it's a family member of ours, um, uh, you know, whose name is on that screen. And so using social media became a way for us to, you know, highlight um, all these filmmakers and you know, contextualize them, talk about, you know, the contributions big and small, whether it was a, um, you know, a, a, an Armenian working as part of a larger crew or whether the story on screen was actually written by an Armenian, produced, directed by an Armenian. Mm -hmm. We want to definitely spotlight yeah. and shout out all of those contributions while also talking about, you know, films that have been um, made um, you know, decades earlier in Armenian cinema from Armenia um, proper. So all of those contributions, you know, really um, put Armenians on the map and kind of show just how big of an impact we've had on the entertainment industry. Another thing that I appreciate about your page is how you also highlight um, works from the past, like you just mentioned, because I think it's very difficult for a lot of Armenians to access some of those classic works from the past that maybe our parents have seen or our grandparents saw and um, uh, we aren't able to find it as easily because of streaming issues and just um, I'm sure you know more about the logistics of putting films online to be eas easily accessible to people worldwide but there is definitely a void uh, for some people with that content that's hard to kind of access but um, highlighting that on your page I think is another really um, important asset uh, for us in our community because we do have so many incredible works. It's one thing to read about these films and um, learn about them. It's a completely different thing to try to watch these films. Um, like you said, it's it's not easy, it's not accessible. Um, it's gotten a little bit better, but it's nowhere near where it needs to be. Um, but you know, Armenians have made incredible films over the last couple of decades. And only recently are we starting to see them sort of emerge online. Um, and it's taken so long because of many reasons, one of them being that, um, you know, ownership and proper storage of these films and digitizing them. And that's one of the larger goals of Armenian Film Society is to be able to have our community and our audience and non-Armenians especially be able to discover these films. So when we talk about Armenian film and Armenian cinema, we can really have a deeper understanding of what those films are, um, because there is a misconception or misunderstanding of just what type of films we've produced. I think there's a couple of big names and big players that we think of um, and some big films as well, but 
we don't really have a, um, a good way of showcasing um, to just the community and uh, non-Armenians as well of what those films are and have them be able to watch it. So um, that is a big, the big part of it. I'm glad you mentioned that. In popular media, we don't normally see Armenians on screen or represented that much in um, mainstream stories. And when they are, it's not uh, normally the best representation or the most uh, accurate representation of Armenians in Armenian culture. A lot of times these portrayals focus more on like, stereotypes or caricatures of what Armenians are perceived to be. And so kind of breaking through those barriers and focusing on the realities and the more beautiful and, and rich parts of our culture that can be highlighted and shared rather than stereotypes and caricatures. I think, you know, Armenians kind of get grouped up in that other category. And so when Hollywood films or, um, you know, filmmakers who are not Armenian or, you know, incorporating Armenian characters into their stories, um, they don't know, you know, specifically who the Armenian people are. For them, we're Middle Eastern or Asian or something, you know, and and sort of use us in those stereotypical mm-hmm. roles. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes, it, it, you know, it is a fault of their own. Sometimes it's not. Um, but oftentimes, you know, we're just kind of used interchangeably. There's no real difference to them between Armenians, Romanians, uh, Bulgarians. It's just, you know, a um, a... Uh, country somewhere out there in the Middle East that we can just sort of incorporate into the story. But other times, you know, it's very deliberate. You know, there are very deliberate examples of where Armenian characters are used in a story and they are pointing directly at, you know, the Armenian culture, Armenian tradition, and they are making fun of Armenians. And that has happened too. But hopefully, you know, that'll change. And we've started to see that evolve a little bit. Uh, a lot of that still happens, but you know, representation is super important. And as we evolve as a society and as we grow, you know, and as we have more Armenians in key roles in Hollywood, we'll hopefully see some of that, you know, turn and, and get proper representation so we can kind of stand on our own. A lot of the stories that we are told within the community, they are centered on the genocide, uh, because that is still something that we are trying to preserve that it did happen and the experiences a lot of our ancestors went through and how the country is still recovering from that time period and the after effects. Um, But there's been a lot of discussion on how can we kind of go beyond that and let people know that there's so much more to the Armenian culture besides such a tragic event that happened and how we can use film and different forms of of media to kind of reclaim the identity back of who an Armenian is and what it means to us and especially with a lot of the diaspora spread all over the world really utilizing that those unique perspectives and the many different experiences there are to be an Armenian. We're in in the shadows of the Armenian genocide. We're trying to raise awareness. We're trying to get recognition. We're trying to get that story told. And it's such a big part of us and who we are. And, you know, we use film and story as a way to understand the trauma that we've experienced as a people. So I think there's a natural inclination to tell those stories. I have very strong opinions about this. I think we are much more than the Armenian genocide. We're more diverse. Um, We have more diverse stories to share. And I'm excited at seeing more of that. I think, you know, 20 years ago, I would see a lot of 
Armenian storytellers, filmmakers who were strictly interested in kind of telling that big Armenian genocide story. And then we had a few of those made um, and and made by Hollywood productions with Hollywood actors. Um, And there's still that need to kind of pursue that story in different ways. But we also need to focus on the other aspects of what it means to be Armenian um, because we are much more, much more than that. And, and those diverse stories are the ones that are going to resonate with non-Armenians. It's important for non-Armenians to understand what happened with the genocide and just understand what the genocide is. But it's also important for them to understand who Armenians are as a people. And that also helps with you know, the caricature um, sort of topic that we were talking about earlier, because once you understand the people and, and learn a little bit more about them, you know, through film, which is a primary way where we learn about other cultures, um, then we can enrich, you know, the story of, you know, uh, of ourselves and um, just put more diverse stories on camera. I mean, you know, um, I'm excited at the prospect of more of those stories get made. And now that we're seeing a lot of new, young, you know, emerging Armenian filmmakers um, kind of come up in the entertainment world, we're starting to see their different perspectives. You know, Armenians, you know, just because of the diaspora of Armenians, um, we all live in different parts of the world. We have different stories to tell. An Armenian from LA is going to tell or want to tell a very different story from an Armenian from Armenia or an Armenian from Australia. And that gets exciting. That prospect of more diverse stories is exciting to me. When it comes to stories of tragedy, it's so difficult even for Armenians to consume that content. I know my parents, they they didn't watch The Promise. I don't think they've watched any genocide film that's come out in the in recent years because they just can't bear to watch it. It's it's too dark and it's too sad and it's something that they don't really want to dwell on or revisit. And I think having a wider range of stories being told, an Armenian stories being told beyond the tragedies that we all are aware of and have discussed in the past. Obviously, like you said, it would be it would be great to revisit that story from different angles that maybe we haven't seen before going beyond that and telling stories about Armenian family dynamics and structures and other parts of our culture that are so vivid and lively and I think people will really resonate with that that even aren't Armenian I think it is probably easier for people to uh, get to know Armenians as a people by watching a film about an Armenian family and, you know, how they deal with everyday issues or, or, you know, consequences of immigration and all these kinds of themes that we deal with as a people that other kinds of people will also relate to and understand rather than a historical representation of the, the tragic genocide and I think a lot of us are are craving different kinds of content as well. Absolutely. I mean, let's focus on the the positive, the beauty, the the rich culture of, you know, family tradition and, you know, gatherings and all the things that make us Armenian. Um, you know, the thing that kind of connects us all, that connective tissue, the seeing the names of Armenians and credits, that sort of feeling of family, right? Um there's such a wide space for us to make, you know, romantic comedies about Armenian characters or, you know, musicals or, you know, yeah. just just incorporating more Armenian characters into stories and integrating them. So, 
you know, a non-Armenian can watch that and say, oh, that, that character was Armenian. I don't really know anything about Armenians. Let me read more about them. And that becomes a different way of raising awareness about who we are. Because to be honest, I don't know a lot of people who might want to turn on a movie about genocide, you know, such a heavy subject matter. Um, and it's not for everyone. And sure, it's a, you know, it's a way to tell the story and have people understand what we went through. But there's other ways, more subtle and arguably more effective ways for people to, you know, say, oh, that character was Armenian. And, you know, there was this, there was this sort of monologue where, you know, he or she talked about, you know, being Armenian and her family or his family. And that becomes a pathway for people to want to learn more about, you know, the culture. And, and that can be just as, um, just as valuable. That kind of reminds me of the, I feel like there is a constant debate within the film industry on showing stories that center on trauma on certain groups or showing stories that explore more of the joy of those cultures. Um, and a lot of the times I think people get, want to tell those like traumatic stories and sometimes they're not like from those groups but they want to tell them and then it kind of just it kind of like gets the idea of that as the only representation or story from that culture without moving past it and I would love I would love to see more like Armenian stories about joy that are in popular media yeah and I mean you know I, I can't help but think about um, all of the different films where you can sort of envision, you know, them in an Armenian setting or with Armenian characters. And, and yeah, we do have a very sad and tragic, you know, history as, um, as, as, you know, just Armenian people. But, you know, what if like the before films, the before sunrise, sunset, midnight films, like what if those were, you know, Armenian characters or what if, you know, one of the locations of those films was Armenia, you know, non-Armenian people that I know when they see, pictures of Armenia, they just can't help but talk about how beautiful it is. Um, there's many more ways to go about it, right? And that becomes a way for us to highlight the beauty and the positive side and the joy and focus on all the things that we're all proud of. I mean, we're all incredibly proud to be Armenian and we don't sit around and think about the genocide every single day of our lives. You know, food and music and on all of an art and all of those things, that's what kind of drives us. And Armenians have frankly been played a very influential role in the world. Um, you know, part of what Armenian Film Society does is spotlight achievements in film entertainment, but we've made incredible contributions all over the world. You know, we've invented, um, you know, tools and technology that we use until today. So, you know, we really need to focus on all of the positive. Um, and that's what's going to be things that stand out to non-Armenians. Yeah, that reminds me of something. I have a friend who's non-Armenian and he, I guess he saw like an ad to travel to Armenia and it was like a video and they were talking about, I told Sophia this last time, but they were talking about in the video, like about chess, how everyone plays chess there and showing like people on the street playing chess. And then the the water how you can like fill up your water bottle anywhere and it was just like really funny yeah. to see like my friend be like oh I really want to visit Armenia because of this travel video and it's so pretty and I just and like they really connected with yeah. it through just these everyday things and just seeing like the spirit of the Armenian people in this travel ad and I, I just thought that was funny and so I'd like to see more things like that. It'd be great I've been talking to a lot of people now who are talking about how do we get you know non-Armenians 
to want to come to Armenia and film here or tell their stories here? I mean, why can't Armenia be a part of, you know, uh, you know, I brought up the before films as an example, but why can't it be? Um, I mean, that's a bigger conversation to have, but, um, you know, if we can find ways to uh, make Armenia a destination um, for people around the world, then we also open up those opportunities, those, those doors, and then we're talking about a completely different sort of situation where, you know, people are compelled to come to Armenia and film there and tell stories there. We've seen that happen, you know, here and there, but, you know, definitely not at the scale that we want it to be. But I think that also starts with just like incentivizing Armenia um, and incentivizing the filmmakers to come to Armenia and want to make films there. But that could also be an incredible opportunity. Yeah, that would definitely be so influential even to just the Armenian economy like to have people people go there and visit and and work there and and make projects there I think that would be incredible to provide those opportunities to Armenians too and I think that's probably another reason that um, we are seeing a a bit of growth and and changes in this um, in this industry due to I guess having broader access to being able to make a film, you can now shoot films on iPhones and um, uh, you have a lot more accessibility when it comes to being creative and um, putting together a project with other creative people. And so that could probably be another um, light (laughs) at the end of the tunnel that um, people are, young people are, are getting more opportunities to express themselves creatively, even in Armenia. You know, we we need to start somewhere and we need to take, you know, the necessary, you know, steps to get there. Um, And as more Armenians emerge as serious voices in the entertainment industry, um, and as we kind of carve out a path for ourselves, you know, hopefully that happens. And, you know, we'd like to play a role in that and and do our part as an organization to make that happen. Um, You know, it's a... Um, it's a tough mountain to climb, but you know I'm optimistic. I think there's uh, an incredible amount of opportunity um, for us, and and hopefully doors open and, and we're able to do more of that. You sent us a few Armenian filmmakers to check out their work, and one of them was Nade Makertichan, and she was the filmmaker who created The Other Side of Home, which was shortlisted at the Oscars. That film did a really great job of addressing the story of the genocide from an angle that I hadn't seen. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Nade's film, The Other Side of Home, is about a Turkish woman um, who discovers that her great-grandmother was a survivor of the Armenian genocide, which is such a tough thing to think about um, because of obviously um, the relations between Armenia and Turkey and Turkey's um, refusal to deny the, uh, to to recognize the Armenian genocide. Um, And so the film explores that and um, and Maya, the the woman um, who is Turkish and discovers that she's part Armenian, she uh, travels to Armenia to take part in the uh, commemoration of the genocide on its 100th year and explores her sort of conflicted identity. And, um, and this is, it's such an incredible story because, um, you know, it's about genocide, right? And it's about everything that we've sort of experienced as the Armenian people, but it's a very um, unique way to explore it. And it's the only film that's gotten that type of attention by the Academy. And 
Um, and I think the reason why it did was because of that very specific angle, that very unique perspective of how do you reconcile, you know, being Armenian when, you know, you've sort of been raised to hate the Armenian people. So what happens when suddenly you discover that you're part Armenian? Um, it's an incredible film and it's an incredible story. And Nada does a great job of um, exploring, you know, that story of identity and denial and how, you know, genocide sort of creates that ripple effect for, you know, future generations. Um, and, and, and I think by telling those types of stories, um, you know, sort of exploring, you know, what identity is and, and having a new perspective, um, that's, that's our way in. That's what's interesting because for a non-Armenian um, who is maybe vaguely familiar with the Armenians and the Armenian genocide, I think that sort of question of what happens when someone who's Turkish discovers that they're part Armenian, I think it makes them invested and want to learn more and um, interested in, in hearing that story. And as you're navigating that story, you're able to kind of throw in those nuggets and pieces of information to educate the viewer and have them understand the story um, um, at large. So I think more films like that um, would, would do us, um, you know, um, you know, do, do great for us. Yeah, it was a very humanistic story of the genocide, um, very individualistic too, because a lot of this, it could have been just documentary, you know, recounting what happened and maybe and following this woman, but it told it in a way that was both cine cinematic, but really humanistic and really gave a voice to these individuals even with Turkey, like I've, I don't think I've ever met a Turkish person or had a conversation with someone from Turkey. Maybe I have, but I, I don't know. Actually, I did. I had a Turkish kid in my German class, but I never talked to him just because I felt that was awkward that he was there. Uh, but even just seeing that dialogue between Armenians and um, Turkish people is all I felt like was very rare and something that I haven't heard about. So I thought that aspect was interesting too, because it is something like there, I feel like there is a, this unspoken rule that like you can't speak or interact with Turkish people or it's going to get like awkward if that ever gets brought up. Like it's, it's just an interesting thing, especially with um, conflicts on land, land disputes, because I don't think we hear a lot of stories of two individuals who are both are from both sides having that dialogue. It's usually like governments or like the country as a whole, but not what is that individual person going through? And especially having the identity of growing up one way and then, and then realizing you have something else that you're told like to hate, like, how do you deal with that? And if you, if there's or there probably is a lot of uh, people that are experiencing that, but never knew how to talk about it. And now that they have this film to kind of relate to it, um, it's really beautiful. I think it's a very, very tricky thing to sort of, you know, talk about because everyone's experience is going to be different, right? Because I think we, I'm, 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 I'm an Armenian from LA and I went to Armenian school. So my relationship with, you know, my culture and how I feel about you know, all of this might be different from an Armenian who, you know, didn't have the experience that I did. And it's only somewhat, you know, um, familiar about sort of that experience and, and um, hasn't interacted with other Armenians and, you know, Turkish people. Um, but 
but you know, I, I, I was in a, I was in a film class with someone who I got along with great. And we spent a couple weeks just, you know, collaborating and, um, and then, you know, he asked me, are you Armenian? And I said, yes. And he said, oh, I'm Turkish. Um, and it was like several weeks into the class and I, I didn't, it didn't really occur to me. I don't, I don't think his name sort of jumped out at me as Turkish. And I said, oh, okay. And he sort of didn't say anything, but he wanted to, he was sort of like, I think he, he knew I was Armenian more than I had thought about whether he's Turkish. And he sort of like, let me try to navigate that. And, um, and the first thing he told me was like, you know, I, I acknowledge that there was an art, there, there was a genocide and, um, and I don't really agree, you know, with, with my government. And, um, and my thing was that, you know, I'll show respect to everyone. Um, and, um, and that's sort of the kind of the stance that I've took, you know, but it's a very tricky thing because I know others who are sort of, you know, who don't, don't think along those lines. Um, but, um, but it's a very tricky thing, right? Because once you sort of, um, you know, think about not as film and you think about, you know, what would happen if, if an Armenian sort of, you know, found out that they were Turkish or, you know, you know, something like this happens, um, it would be very hard to reconcile. Um, it would be very hard to suddenly, you know, think about that other side um, and look at it from that other perspective. Um, and especially, you know, you know, you know, Turkish woman who probably grew up, um, you know, learning about how the genocide never happened and to hate Armenians. Um, it's a very tricky thing then to have to look at it from another perspective that seems so foreign to you so impossible yeah and I remember also she said that um, the story of how her I guess it was her great-grandmother and her great-grandfather met was always told to her as this um, beautiful fairy tale that he like rescued her and found this beautiful woman yeah. and blah 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 and then you yeah. know this family and then when she realized the reality of the situation that it wasn't a it wasn't a fairy tale story of this beautiful woman being rescued. This was a 13 or 14 year old girl who had witnessed her entire family die. And um, looking back and realizing, oh, that's probably the reason she was mourning her entire life. And she was always so sad and, and solemn about, about everything going on in her life. And I guess putting those pieces together for her must have been so intense and and um almost traumatic to realize that everything she had known was a lie um but you can tell like the gears were turning in her mind and she uh, had difficulty reconciling with with these uh with these facts and um she even said and at one point that she wasn't sure if she would call it a genocide or not because not every single Armenian person died and that that I guess constitutes a, a true genocide or whatever she <laughs> justified her her statement with but I think it kind of showed that she was kind of going back and forth and and trying to deal with this internal struggle um in m diff many different ways I think you know just kind of hearing you talk about that like that makes for you know riveting you know, cinema, right? You know, you're you're not just talking about you're not sort of talking about um, the genocide. You're not sort of just exploring, you know, this tragic thing that happened. You're really getting into the nuances of what it means to um, explore conflicted identity, and 
and be able to sort of, you know, navigate that. And, and that is very appealing. And I think was, you know, clearly appealing to the Academy, which is why they shortlisted the film is because a group of people saw that and saw that, you know, this was a film that was exploring some really interesting ideas, some that they've never seen before in any film. And those are the types of films that I think and stories that we need to pursue. You know, what's different about this project? Um, I think that's a very, um, very key thing to think about because, you know, the genocide and all these stories that we've come to know as, as Armenians are incredible. And our first inclination is we want to tell it to um, the world and 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 sure that that is a, a a certainly it's a thing that should be shared with the world and we want everybody to know about it but we really need to think about how others will perceive it you know they're going to look at it and they're going to say why should i care about this i've seen a lot of films about war i've seen a lot of films about genocide i've seen a lot of films about the holocaust what's different about this story and not as film does a great job at you know, thinking about that question and then building a story around it and saying, here's what's different. Here's what um, I'm going to explore. And these are universal stories, right? Universal themes about identity denial and, and things that the non-Armenian non will watch and really walk away with, um, you know, trying to, you know, make sense of it and trying to, you know, make them at least talk about it after they've seen the film which is not always the case with film. Yeah, and I think another thing you also mentioned was kind of the ripple effect of how an, an event like the genocide can affect so many different spheres of, of life and culture and identity and all of these different factors and um, stories can be wrapped up uh, in the aftermath of something like, something as tragic as a genocide. But I think another, so another one of the uh, filmmakers that we wanted to talk about was Aksana Mirzoyan who is a Detroit-based filmmaker, but she was uh, born in Baku, Azerbaijan. And uh, her film, 140 Drums, um, kind of also reminds me of a film that focuses on um, some simple, uh, a simple idea or story of this young boy who gets 140 drums to go buy a carton of milk. But following this boy and seeing uh, all the things that he sees and everything that he hears and what his parents talk about and what he hears the men at the grocery store talk about, you get a glimpse into um, the world that he lives in and uh, the environment that he is in and, and what uh, influences that and, and why, why it is what it is. Um, so I think that's another example of a film that kind of goes beyond a simple theme and kind of shows uh, more of the depth of the situation, I guess. I don't know if that was a good way to explain it, but. I think that's the, that's the power of cinema. That's the power of film. You know, the, the 140 drums is, is a very interesting film because by watching you know, these characters and the decisions that they make and, you know, their lives and these, you know, sometimes seemingly, um, you know, very mundane, you know, daily activities, we get a um, larger portrait um, that, you know, says a lot more. So you're saying more through the details. Um, and that's, you know, and that's her, you know, that's, that's Oksana's um, incredible skill at being able to 
um, really dig deep into the details and be able to extract more um, and, and sort of make, creating a portrait essentially out of details and having us, you know, zero in on this boy and his sort of, you know, daily life. Um, and, you know, you know, less is more, say more with um, kind of what you're seeing unfold. I feel like we're in a period of film where people expect like a special effect or like an action scene or something like really crazy. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of us are craving just the really mundane of just really observing someone go through something as simple as running an errand. As he goes on his, I guess, journey, you know, the world around him is really building out and really fleshed out. And it does feel, I think that's what makes it feel so real uh, because of all those little details that are involved in filling out the space. Yeah, my favorite film ever is a film called The Bicycle Thief. And it's a film from 1948 um, from Italy and it's in black and white. And it's about a man whose bicycle gets stolen and he needs to find it if he wants to continue working and making money. And, you know, it's, it's a film where you really get to understand and explore these characters and understand the situation that they're in post-war in Italy at that time with those details, um, the decisions that the characters make, um, the, you know, the quiet exploration of their daily life. And Oksana's film, does a great job at doing just that, where, uh, again, you're sort of getting this uh, portrait of a, you know, just a young boy's life. And it says so much more um, by exploring those details. Um, and that's another, you know, sort of, um, uh, sort of way where, you know, we can uh, tell more stories about our people um, by really kind of focusing in on those details and really kind of digging in and and exploring by, you know, using a much more minimal approach. Yeah, and I think also it kind of shifts the focus of our community to, like, I guess in this the particular uh, example, I guess, uh, focusing uh, our uh, view onto our country and our homeland and the issues that we have uh, internally that we may need to pay, pay our attention to in order to um, fix some of these internal issues. I think the film also um, sheds light on the realities of what uh, Armenia is going through today, uh, which is something that our community should uh, be focusing more on. And I think this film is a good um, illustration of that, that um, when we tell these broader stories or when we tell these stories that are more um, relevant to the experiences of Armenians today, um, we can address some important issues that um, may have been pushed aside. No, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I also like that it is told through the perspective of a child. I don't know, I just really like films that do that because it's always so interesting to see like what what's the reality of a child and do they notice like some of these harder themes or issues of, you know, identity or trauma? Does that like sink into them and the world around them? How do they, how do they view it? So I also like that it was told through the child. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It, it also kind of reminded me, or I guess it touched on this uh, question of generational trauma that, uh, in our community, I think runs rampant and how uh, it kind of illustrates how a young boy um, 
can absorb uh, the the issues and 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 uh, problems that are going on around him that maybe his parents are dealing with that he may not understand, but he can feel that something is definitely wrong. And I think that's an experience that a lot of Armenians have gone through, young and old, with um, the traumas that their parents and families have have gone through, but in a different way, not really focusing on um, a story like the genocide, but looking at this little boy and, and I guess another ripple effect of this kind of trauma, how it affects families and children and, and the, the dynamics in um, Armenian families and culture. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange thing um, because we, you know, we talked about it earlier where you sort of grow up, you know, hearing these stories and um, knowing about the tragic things that have happened to us. And it's, it's told through, your grandparents and your great grandparents and our relationship with it is very different than our parents and you know our ancestors and it's going to inform the way we tell stories you know we don't have a direct relationship with the genocide our relationship of it is is told through stories and um is is sort of passed down to us and that's going to inform the way we make films and you're going to get films like nada's and oksana's where they're coming at it from a different perspective, right? They're coming at it from a place where um, they're bringing themselves into the equation and, and, and using their own perspective to try to understand, um, you know, how to explore those themes. And that's sort of the beauty of it. That's, and, and like, you know, a, a, an earlier comment that I made where like a film made by someone in Armenia um, is going to be just inherently different than somebody from, from LA who was born and raised in LA. And I think that's also what's most exciting, you know, of, of the diaspora is that we're so spread apart. We have that sort of connective tissue is now how do we um, bring in those diverse stories where everyone's going to have a very, very different way to go about it. I was talking to someone who's Armenian and is a filmmaker, but really didn't really even grow up within the Armenian community. And none of the work that they do has to do with the Armenian community, um, but he's sort of been educating himself a little bit more about what's, you know, what, what the history of Armenians are. And he was actually planning on making a short film shot in Armenia. And I remember sort of talking about that with him. And it's so incredibly different because it's almost like a non-Armenian making this film. So his perspective is going to be very different than someone who's from Armenia um, or somebody like Oksana who's um, Armenian and living in Detroit and, um, and um, sort of has a you know, closer relationship and connection to Armenia. So that's what's most exciting. And I think if we tap into that, then I think we're really you know, onto something exciting. Yeah, and I think uh, like we were discussing about how a lot of the well, the younger generation, our generation is very much removed from um, the events of the genocide and what happened. But I think the events of this past year and the war in Artsakh that happened, a lot of us now are getting a glimpse of the traumas and tragedies that our um, parents and ancestors and our forefathers had to had to go through and deal with, obviously in a very different way. But we're seeing now that um, it's not over. We can't sit comfortably because this um, 
this situation uh, is ongoing and we must be vigilant and, and um, uh, we know that we, we can't really sit silent, silently and quietly because um, it, it's not over. And we are continuing this, this same battle that started over a hundred years ago. And so do yeah, you think that um, the, that how, how do you think that the, the events this past year are going to be affecting the kind of stories that are told in the future? I know that um, another uh, filmmaker that you brought up was Jivan Avetisian, who is from Artsakh. And I think um, he's working on a, a film that's dealing with the history of the region. Um, is it going to, or do you know if it's going to be addressing the events of this past year or um, what are your thoughts on that? I think that's a really great question. Um, I think what it's probably going to do and I, what I hope it, it will do is that it's going to make us focus more on the positive because what we saw as Armenians was that we all came together in a way that we had never come together before. Um, we all use social media as a way to um, connect and uplift um, each other. And, you know, many people who um, were previously um, not as, um, you know, maybe enthusiastic about being Armenian or like, you know, just, just um, found a way to kind of tap into their culture a little bit more because they realized just how fleeting it could all be, right? Like how easily it could all be taken away from us. Because I think during the war, um, this most recent war, I think we were very seriously faced with this idea that Armenia could potentially no longer exist like in our lifetime. And it was a very scary thing for some of us, or all of us to experience. Um, so I hope that those events will now make us um, really want to focus more on the positive and do all of the things that we just said. Um, as far as Jivan is concerned, I mean, he's a filmmaker that was raised in Artsakh and he's always made films about, you know, the region and has incorporated them into his films. I think in the case of his new film revival, um, he, he had to reevaluate in many ways, you know, the story because, you know, the, 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 the story was about, you know, the Artsakh, um, war being, you know, reignited. And um, it really was sort of dealing with the previous war in the 90s. And in the context of the story, it was looking at, you know, the war being um, sort of revisited. And now suddenly that kind of changes everything because that's exactly what happened. Um, but, you know, with his film, he's exploring a lot of different characters and a lot of different, um, you know, storylines. And one of them being that a character um, is trying to find out the truth about, you know, his father's death in Armenia, in Artsakh. And, um, and you know, my hope is that we, we continue having an opportunity to, you know, tap into those, you know, different types of stories because um, like we were talking about earlier, everyone's going to have a different perspective. I mean, someone from Artsakh is going to have a deep connection to um, the story that they want to tell. And, um, and my hope is that, you know, we'll have films that are about Artsakh and about the war and about the things that have happened there so people can learn about it. But I also hope that 
you know, you'll have a film like Jivan's where Artsakh can play a role in the story. Um, because I kind of, again, back to an earlier point is that, you know, a non-Armenian can watch this film and say, well, it's interesting. That character was trying to grapple sort of some of, you know, these, these ideas about, you know, his father's death in Artsakh and the war that took place there. Um, I want to learn more about that war. What was, what is that war? Or maybe I heard about it on, you know, on social media in passing um, and it becomes a way in for them. So there's various ways to go about it. And I think, um, I think, you know, the, uh, you know, the opportunity to shed light on it in some way, um, whether it's big or small, whether it's front and center, or whether it's a little bit more in the backdrop, it becomes a way for us to have that type of representation where people can ask those questions. Um, but yeah, my hope is that we all feel more inspired to tell more stories about who we are and hopefully focus on the positive and focus on all the things that, um, you know, will make people um, want to learn more about our culture and, and be excited to learn about our culture and not necessarily focus on all the tragic events that have happened. I also know some Armenians that aren't too familiar with that side of, of history within uh, my community. And so I think even just helping people that are kind of really the genocide for, for more older generations, like the genocide was like something that they we're closer to and related to where our generation is more related to what's happening now. And so I think having more films about, uh, especially the one that we're talking about can kind of help bridge that gap between the two. We, weirdly, there are people that weren't too familiar with Artsa and like why the conflict was happening or why the war was happening. And I saw that a lot with older generations as the younger people were trying to talk and, and let them know why this was such an important thing and why it was affecting us so much. Uh, so it was really interesting to see even that mm -hmm. older generations that are still holding on to that trauma that is passed down to us and then us getting a new trauma versus what we're seeing on social media and maybe because we're on social media more. I don't know if the people on Facebook were seeing what was happening in Artsakh, but like we're seeing this stuff every single day. So it really did hit us hard finding a way to kind of connect the two generations through film or any any of these narratives will also be helpful in, in bridging together like the community. I totally agree with that. It's a very interesting thing when you, you know, you see different Armenians having a different sort of relationship with what's kind of happening, right? You know, Armenians not knowing the history about Artsakh and the previous war that had happened there, but feeling compelled to learn more and want to help and engage and others who know, you know, everything there is to know about the previous war and what happened there and what went wrong or what went right and what went wrong with this one. So um, you're, you're going to have that. And I think, I think film, you know, film is a window into cultures, you know, um, and, and that's the, that's the power of film. That's, the, that's how we can use film um, and to think about it you know, because film is entertainment, but it's also art and it's also a way for us to, you know, learn about others and, and, and educate others about who we are. And so just thinking about that and how we can tell these stories um, can bridge that gap. It can bring the, you know, these different generations together and it could do much more than that. So um, yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, we've talked a lot about that in many episodes about how film is the best way, I think, to see the world through somebody else's eyes and learn something that 
you probably would never have been able to feel or experience in in your day-to-day life without having seen that on screen told through somebody else's perspective. And it can be incredibly powerful in many ways. We are probably looking towards hopefully a new era of Armenian creativity after uh, the events of this past year, because so many Armenians have reconnected, I think, with their Armenianness or tried to connect deeper with their with their heritage and their culture and their background. I, I think, you know, we've seen, like I sort of was mentioning earlier about how um, it really brought us together and it really made people tap into what it is to be Armenian. And maybe they were, you know, there, there were artists who were Armenian, but didn't really create art uh, about sort of, you know, their culture and their sort of, you know, their history. And and now are starting to explore that. More people are being vocal about it. They're talking more about it. And and um, that's what's exciting about it is because you you get that very perspective. We just need to, you know, make sure that we keep creating, keep telling our stories, keep telling diverse stories. And as long as we're telling our stories, you know, the stories that make us us, you know, stories where are authentic to who we are as individuals, then I think we're in a good place because I want to see a film made by an Armenian female who has never been to Armenia and has not really um, interacted with Armenians um, until learning more about sort of this recent war and um, and I and and being compelled to tap into her, you know, culture. Um, I want to see that story. I want to see, uh, you know, more stories of Armenians who, you know, are from Armenia or have that deeper connection. Because then we really have a much more, um, you know, diverse, um, you know, set of uh, content. And um, and that's kind of what makes us us. That's the diaspora. That's what you know makes Armenians unique taking the negative, which is we went through a genocide over a hundred years ago, which displaced us all from the homeland and then turning that into a positive and saying, well, we were all displaced. And so we all have very unique stories. And now we're going to tell those stories and we're going to make a impact into, you know, into the community, just turning that negative into a positive. That's what we need to do. Yeah, that's perfect. That sums up perfectly what we've been talking about as well and what we want to do with this series and in, in, in the act of talking about all these different aspects of our mean creativity of taking something negative and turning it into a positive into creative expression into connection between Armenians learning from each other and sharing our stories with with the world but I think you summed it up perfectly and we want to thank you again for coming on thank you so much Armen thank you so much again to everybody who's tuned in we really appreciate your support so make sure to follow the show on instagram at offscreen with jill and soph and subscribe on spotify wherever else you stream stay tuned for next week for our next installment of our army and history month celebration um but armin where can our listeners follow you and armenian film society you can follow us at Armenian Film Society on social media. Our Instagram is one of the main places where we share all types of content uh, relating to Armenian films and filmmakers. But thank you both, Julia and Sophia, for having me, um, for all the incredible work that you have been doing um, since the start of this podcast. It's been incredible to um, watch and listen. And, um, and thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you as well. Thank you for your kind words.